This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host Vicki Bolson is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hello, Kathy. How are you today? Good. How about you, Vicki? I am doing well. I am so excited about today's guest. He's a longtime friend of mine. Um, his name is Ryan Shelley, and Ryan and I worked together years ago, about 20, in fact, because it was while I was pregnant with my oldest child. And there was even a point where I thought that he might uh, have to become my midwife because <laughs> we were working together, weren't we, on um, on an event where I was, I think, uh, seven and a half or eight months pregnant. And she came early, so it was close. But anyway, Ryan has gone on to have a fabulous career, and he's currently the executive director of Marketing and Communications at Community Health Network, where he has worked for the past 10 years. And just a few weeks ago, more than 1,000 donors gathered at the Indianapolis Downtown Marriott to support Community Health Network's Oncology Patient Assistance Fund at one of Indy's premier fundraising events called The Giving Gig. And at the end of the evening, it was announced that $1.7 million plus had been raised in support of the cause. And thanks to the generosity of so many, the foundation surpassed its overarching goal of raising $5 million in five years or less to establish a self-sustaining endowment that could help communities cancer patients in need for years to come. And then, get this, to celebrate the success of the evening in support of their patients, Earth, Wind, and Fire wow. performed some of their greatest hits, including September, oh. Boogie Wonderland, <laughs> and Shining Star, which I can't remember how that goes. Shining Star. Oh, yeah, okay. So talk about a fun raiser. Anyway, serving the community is an important part of who Ryan is. He's here to talk to us today about the wonderful mission-driven initiatives sustained by Community Health Network, including a robust volunteer program created in 2011 as a way to support its mission by creating volunteer opportunities to complete the circle by collectively giving back to the growing number of individuals and neighbors um, in neighborhoods that gave birth to the network. Awesome. Well, giving birth, that's great, because guess what? <laughs> Oh, no, what? I was born at Community Hospital. Oh. Awesome. Yeah. So was I. Really? Oh. <laughs> That's right. Community Hospital That's... Anderson's where it all began for me. Okay. So. I was at East. Yeah. So, well, welcome, Ryan. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about just how all of this got started. Well, let's start with the giving gig because I think it's a pretty special story. Um, but the Community Health Network Foundation Board of Directors was interested in raising both um, funds and awareness for the charitable part of Community Health Network. And so they had the bright idea um, to create a gala that brought people together to learn more and give more. And the first event they had was so successful that we then took it through a brand exercise. And um, we diligently came up with the name The Giving Gig because we wanted people who were invited to the activity to know upfront and be very clear about what we were asking them to do, to give generously and then to celebrate their generosity and the fact that they were changing the community through their gifts and by coming together. 
So the giving gig was formed, and um, in addition to that, we decided to be really crystal clear about the cause and to give people a goal. Our donors are um, very excited when presented with a goal and a timeline, and mm-hmm. so um, we talked to them about the Oncology Patient Assistance Fund and how the caregivers were um, hoping to design it. And to me, that's one of the very special things about this fund. Donors are making the gifts that are fueling the program, but the program was designed by the caregivers who are working with the patients. And so they said, you know, if I hear a patient's stomach growling and I ask them questions and discover that they are in financial despair and haven't eaten in two or three days, that impacts their care plan. Mm -hmm. You know, or if we get cancellations for their appointments and we ask them why they weren't coming, we found out they didn't have gas. They didn't have um, money in their pocket to take a cab. So they were just canceling their appointment. Or in in some situations, in very um, desperate situations, they weren't able to afford the medications that they so desperately needed to to fight and sometimes survive. So um, there's no red tape to the program that they designed. And um, we partnered with Walmart and and found out that geographically the Walmart locations work really well for our patients who qualify for this financial aid program. And they can very quickly receive a $250 voucher that they can use at any Walmart um, location and they can use it for healthy food, not just low cost items, but the healthiest of food that their doctors and their nurses and their dietitians want them to consume. Um, transportation support, frequently those Walmart locations have gas stations or they could subsidize their budget if they decide to use bus or cab services and the medication assistance. Wow. So, yeah. And when we talked before, you said that they, it's not just a one-time gift that they're given with this, these $250 gift cards. Yeah, currently um, patients can qualify for up to six disbursements during their lifetime, um, two a year or up to um, the six that we that I just mentioned. And um, But we, we have a committee of people who um, are stewarding the fund, and these are financial counselors and nurse navigators and physicians and other caregivers who are monitoring. And over the course of time, we've started to see some change. And so we're evaluating what to do next. Patients are living longer. There's been great advancements in cancer treatment. And so even cancer patients with stage three and stage four diagnoses are living longer, but that means their financial needs are lasting longer Mm, too. So we're looking at lifting the cap and seeing what that might look like. That's crazy. Yeah. So many hospitals, excuse me, many hospitals do some sort of giving, but community is kind of different, right? And that's really born from the roots of the hospital and how you guys were um, formed. Can you talk a little bit about that? I would love to. It's one of my favorite stories. So um, if you if you remember, if you're old enough to remember or have grandparents who are in Indi- Indianapolis, um, you've heard stories about how vibrant the east side of Indianapolis was in the post-war era. There was lots of residential growth, lots of business boom happening. And the one thing that was missing was a healthcare um, provider located on the east side of town. And so um, the heritage of our philanthropic brand attribute, a community health network, was started by the citizens who lived in those neighborhoods. And so they literally went door to door um, collecting nickels, dimes, and quarters and other major gifts to build Community Hospital East, mm-hmm. which was that's our home turf. That's that's where it all began. And now we have um, regional presence and 200 sites of care on the south side of Indianapolis, the north side, up in Anderson and Madison County, um, a tremendous healthcare campus in Kokomo, and of course, serving our west side regions as well. And um, 
and, and it's just been, it, it was the birthplace of everything and the neighbors did it. Um, we honor that heritage and the foundation is um, one of the places inside of Community Health Network's nonprofit um, structure where um, members of the community can financially still contribute. And um, of course we have a very robust volunteer program men and women volunteering in um, healthcare campuses throughout central Indiana. There's traditional hospital volunteers that we're all used to seeing. Um, that's a way for people to give back. Um, but that also extends now into our ambulatory footprint, which is quite large. And so um, we see more patients outside of the hospital setting now than we do inside of the hospital. And so we need volunteers to help us there too. Now, is that Indian? It's called, let me just remember, Serve 360? So, Serve 360 is a separate program oh, from our traditional okay. healthcare volunteer program. So, either one of you, if you wanted to sign up to serve patients in the hospital or the ambulatory setting, you could do that. Um, but, Serve 360 is um, especially designed for employees of Community Health Network. So, all 15,000 employees, whether you're a physician or a cashier, um, are encouraged to volunteer at least one time at a sponsored activity during the calendar year. So it's a really unique way for us to extend the care that we traditionally provide in a healthcare system and take it out into the community. And we'd like to seek out lasting, sustainable partnerships. And so um, we frequently um, are there many, many times a year with multiple crews of volunteers doing long lasting work and repeat that work year over year. So um, close to 7,000 service hours were offered last year wow. and nearly 50 nonprofits and programs benefited from our volunteer army of employees. So do they get to just choose wherever they want to volunteer or do you have um, some kind of a communication stream about the volunteer opportunities available yeah. to them? We have, we have a team of people that organize the efforts and so they're sponsored um, in a way so that we can create that sustainability and um, create a bigger impact. And so we produce a catalog of offerings throughout the year and once they get their manager's approval then they can pick the opportunity that they want to support. Oh wow, that's great. You really measure a lot of the, the impact that you have. Um, so going back to the original, the um, um, giving gig event and, and the impact that it makes, do you have uh, any idea of how many families and that you've, you've served? And, and also, this is another question, have you raised this $5 million in five years or was it less than five years? That we did it in less than five years, which was remarkable. But when I say we, I mean the donors and our volunteers. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. It's the big we. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the this group of people who represent that Hoosier spirit of giving back. And um, when I look back on what we presented them to accomplish, these are people wanting to help people. And what a beautiful thing to present to them and the people who are benefiting from it. But the flip side of that is too, and I know Vicki and I talked about this, these patients are so brave and not only are they fighting for their lives, then they're tremendously brave in telling their stories and, um, and we can't do their work without them doing that. And I like to tell them your story is worth $1.7 million. And um, they, each and every person that we've interviewed that became an advocate for this fund so that they could help other patients like them did it so bravely because they wanted to give back, couldn't afford to make a gift themselves, but by telling their story, they're raising tremendous support mm -hmm. that's created sustainability for this important program. So mm -hmm. they all helped us do it. Yeah. Um, we just got to be the mechanism behind it. 
Um, but thousands of people have benefited from it. And I can say that because we've met so many of the family members and the friends that were supporting these patients. And so it multiplies, you know, we can say, you know, close to 2000 people have technically received the voucher, but then think about the support system that it impacted too. Mm. And it's, you know, little girls who didn't have presents under the tree who found them after, you know, dad who was battling cancer, got the voucher and was able to do that. It's um, another child that we know of that got to spend um, a very meaningful last birthday with her mom before her mom passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were able to enjoy a cake and candles together. Mm-hmm. But um, so when you start thinking about budget relief and what aid can do, it can definitely help with gas and healthy food and prescriptions. But then it provides relief for really important life moments that need to happen, too. Oh, yeah. So how has the corporate community really embraced this effort? The corporate community has been really responsive to this cause. Um, We provide sponsorship levels and um, opportunities for the giving gig, and they can be in-kind gifts or $100,000 plus sponsorships. And so fundraising revenue for the giving gig on an annual basis represents about half of what we raise. And are there opportunities for employee engagement along with kind of that corporate commitment? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting when I think about employee engagement in the giving gig. And um, we've created, we actually have a wait list for people who want to volunteer at the event. Wow. And that's something we did not predict wow. and we feel very <laughs> grateful about. But um, frequently, our volunteer support for the giving gig comes from employees of the cancer care product line. And so these are men and women who are treating patients or serving patients but they, they want to do more, and so they choose to be servant leaders at the giving gig, and they volunteer on a Saturday, and they work really hard to make sure our donors have an amazing experience that motivates them to give generously. Um, but we also invite the patients and their family members to be honored at the event, and I think that our caregivers enjoy seeing that happen too. Um, Externally, our volunteers are coming from corporate supporters who are making more than a financial gift to support the sponsorship activity, but they're serving on the steering committee for the activity. Um, Their spouses are getting involved. They have other um, mentoring opportunities that they're offering to others and their organizations to get them engaged. And, um, and we have other grateful patients um, who have benefited, not just from the Oncology Patient Assistance Fund, but just from cancer care treatment at community, and they've become really attached to this fund, and so they're, they're starting to volunteer in droves, too. They lead our auction <coughs> activities, and we unleash them and empower them to do some amazing things, and um, they blew their, um, their auction fundraising goal by $45,000 just a couple weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. So this is such a unique event, and I told you this when I ran into you a week or so ago. I think I told you then that it's just such a, a premier event in Indy. You know, it's unusual. I mean, you scored Earth, Wind, and Fire, for God's sakes. Um, Are there other health networks in other states that are modeling programs after this? So that's a good question, and it's one I can't scientifically answer, but we're starting to hear from other healthcare organizations who are telling us they're not seeing this type of activity in their marketplace. And so um, we're really proud that we've created a formula that other people are trying to learn more about. We hope to teach people. We have no, uh, I mean, if we can all come together and raise money throughout all parts of the organ or, or the country to do good, why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's all for the patients and we should put patients first. 
But um, for the Oncology Patient Assistance Fund, there's other aid programs out there, even here in central Indiana, but people are doing different things. There's a tremendous amount of aid needed for a cancer patient. It's mm -hmm. one of the most expensive healthcare diagnoses that you can be presented with. So there's the Little Red Door and other organizations that are doing really amazing things, and we're really proud of that. Um, we connect patients to those resources when we can. But, um, but nationally, we think the Oncology Patient Assistance Fund that we've designed is pretty unique, and we've heard that the giving gig is very unique in terms of a healthcare fundraising activity. Mm -hmm. Well, and also in terms of oncology care, your partnership with MD Anderson is pretty unique, right? Yeah, so that that's a very important um, milestone in Community Health Network's history. And so about six and a half years ago, Community Health Network um, embarked on an affiliation with the MD Anderson Cancer Network, which is the global leader in cancer care. And our intent was, how could we get smarter and be better and deliver world-class cancer treatments here in central Indiana so patients didn't have to travel to receive it. And we're very proud as an organization that we were the very first in North America to have all of our healthcare um, campuses with a cancer center located on them to receive full accreditation. Um, we were the first. So, wow. um, and we're a community-based healthcare system. We're non-academic mm -hmm. and we're not doing research uh, like others are, and they should, but we're taking it from a different angle. Um, but that means that all of our um, we have several, many, many um, oncologists who are um, MD Anderson certified. All of our cancer centers are certified. And um, outside of the affiliation, we've become really good friends with their leadership and they attend the Giving Gig every year. Mm. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So we, we usually ask our guests some of the same questions. Um, and one of those is what does shared value or corporate social responsibility mean to you? Um, this is a, a little bit unique in that this is um, a specific fund within a network, but, um, you know, I know you from way back, and I know that you've always been involved in, in getting the community engaged in an activity. So um, what does it mean to you to be behind this and to be a part of it? You know, I, I have a lot of pride, um, but my pride comes from the people who came together to do something really special for people in need. And, um, and it's just really representative of how Community Health Network operates. It's a part of our pride values. It's a part of our servant leadership model, and um, it's definitely a part of our heritage. So as we build the healthcare delivery system for community-based healthcare here in central Indiana for the future, we're really honoring our heritage and um, learning from what our founders did so well 60 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's our responsibility to carry the torch forward for the people that we serve and, um, and be very courageous as we do that on their behalf. Another thing, Ryan, that we always try to ask, because it's great to get differing perspectives, but what advice would you give to some of our listeners out there who may be interested or maybe doing a few things in, involved with corporate citizenry or corporate social responsibility, shared value, or they may be contemplating it. If you could go back and say, hey, here are some lessons, what would you share? My, I, I, I've thought a lot about this, and I think um, one of the things I've learned is be fearless for the people who you are called to serve. Be their advocate, be their voice, and amplify it. Um, know it's going to be hard if you're building a program from scratch. It's a lot of hard work, and um, 
I received some advice from one of our chief executives um, who was mentoring us as we built both the Serve 360 volunteer program and the giving gig. And um, the advice was invest in the mission and the, and the finances will follow. And I think, you know, a lot of people will struggle by thinking about taking a, a business planning approach to this type of work. And you need to be smart, right? But at the same time, I think just don't fall down because those people need you to stand tall for them mm-hmm. and be fearless in that. I like to say, I, as a leader, I'm trying really hard to be a courageous um, crusader for our mission and um, and for the people who need us. And, and that requires you to invest in yourself every day, knowing that you're going to have battles that you have to fight and win for those people. Mm-hmm. Seems like you're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> Thank so. You. Thank you. So I think that some of our listeners might want to get in touch with you um, to talk about the program and, and ask questions. So how could they reach you personally? Yeah, 317-355-4663. That's my direct line. I'll take anybody's call and would love to, to share our story, hear other people's stories, learn from them, and, and help along the way. And I know you have a website for the um, for the assistance fund, and then when it's time for the actual gala, yeah. uh, the information is on there. What is that website? It's ecommunity.com backslash foundation. Okay. Say that one more time. ecommunity.com backslash foundation. Okay. Great. Yeah. And that's any social media you'd like to mention? Yeah. They can follow us at, at chnw um, or t- um, look for Community Health Network on Facebook. And we have provided a lot of updates there. Okay. okay. Well, congratulations on the great work. Thank you. Yeah, thank we'll you. be following you. Yeah, continue to be fearless. You're very inspiring. So mm-hmm. thank you for taking time to talk with us and to our listeners today. My pleasure. Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com. Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take Take care care in in business. business.